Hi, this is Andrew. Before we get started on today's show, it would really help us if you could go to wherever you get your podcast from and like and subscribe. And if possible, leave us a five-star review. Thanks. 10, 15 years ago, I decided to set up a Facebook page called Benchwarmers. Basically, I'm just a big lover of every sport. There's a local radio station, you all in County Party, so I did a radio show like a half hour. And then I said, well, let's create a Facebook page for this. Let's create an Instagram account, a Twitter. When I left school, I wasn't academic. I absolutely hated books. Like, I'm not proud of that because if I went back in time, I probably would have liked to have done more in school because it is very important. We're very lucky nowadays. We live in an age where like you can literally set up a business from your bedroom. That's exactly what I did like. I put together a business plan and like at that stage I still didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I knew I was onto something because the following was growing and then it just shut off and I said I might be onto something here. But we get a, a few million people visit the website each month and then we get aid via impressions on the website. It was a little project and then it went from a hobby, a passion, and now I'm happy to say a full-time job. Hi and welcome to Let's Listen with Kieran McBreen. Uh, my name's Andrew and I'm here with Kieran tonight. Hi Kieran, how are you? Oh good Andrew, thank you. And on today's show we've got Neville O'Donoghue and Neville has to be the most Irish person in the world, doesn't he? What a guy Neville is. Fully enjoyable interview took place with Neville and, uh, you know, great uh, great way of thinking. What I love about Neville is he was thinking outside the box. You know, he struggled. He struggled like many of us in the school system back in the 90s. And um, you know, it didn't suit his needs. And now he's found his needs. He's found, he's found his niche. And, um, you know, the social media stuff he does, he, you can see the passion he has for it and the love he has for it. And that's what's making him so successful. And a million followers across all these different platforms. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal going. And um, for anyone out there who you know, wants to maybe think differently or wants to look at potential opportunities that's not traditional, Neville's your guy. And talking about people who have found their niche, tell us about how the business is going. Going great, Andrew. Um, moving in the right direction. That's all I measure it on. I'm very happy. And I'd say to anyone out there who, you know, in whatever occupation they're doing, if, if, if you're happy doing it, then it's, it's, it's doable. And if people want to get in touch with you for either the book, one-to-one coaching, corporate coaching, or videos on demand, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, Andrew, um, my website is cmbcoachingandtraining.com and my social media handle is at cmbcoachmcbreen. Now, this is a great episode. This is Neville. Neville O'Donoghue, how are you doing today? Good, Kieran. How are you? You're called great, mate. All great. Neville, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm very excited to hear your story. It's a very different story than usual, and I'm sure our listeners will get a great benefit out of it. Neville, uh, you are the founder and CEO of Benchwarmers, GE Crack, and Rugby Smacks. And I suppose the first question I'm going to ask you for our listeners is, what is this all about? It's basically uh, an online sports website. Basically, I'm just a big lover of every sport. Uh, I'm into GA, rugby, football or soccer, whatever you call it. I'm into golf, I'm into tennis. I'm into every sport. And basically, 10, 15 years ago, I decided to set up a Facebook page called Benchwarmers. And then I just started putting up stuff and people started liking what was going up in the page and the accounts. And then the thing just took off. And I've been at it now ever since. It started as a... As a hobby, then it developed into a passion. I know I'm happy to say it's a full, full-time full job. It's a blog, it's a website of where you'd go to get your sports news with a bit of with a bit of crack and a bit of, with a banter thrown in there also. Sounds great, Neville. And I suppose uh, there's lots of young people out there 
who are always trying to think outside the box and, and, and get away from traditional occupations, I suppose. What was your your plan when you were leaving school? Uh, well, like, just to pick you up on that point, Dirk, Kieran, that, like, we're very lucky nowadays. We live in an age where, like, you can literally set up a business from your bedroom. That's exactly what I did. When I left school, I wasn't academic. I absolutely hated books. Like, you know, I was more looking out the window at, and people playing rugby or hurling or football or whatever. And um, I'm a big movie buff. Love going to. I loved everything outside of school, you know. So I'm not proud of that because if I went back in time, I probably would have liked to have done more in school because it is very important too. Like it gives you a good base. But then after that, I think it's it's up to you to go after it and go what you want to do. So when I left school, I went on and I did the usual. I went on to CIT, Cork Institute of Technology, and I said I'd try and get a a degree for myself and I was lucky enough I, I repeated a year or two I scraped through and I got a business degree and to be fair I'm very glad I got that and actually my whole family my whole background are we own a small shop in Yall in County Cork and we I come from a business so like I would fully recommend highly recommend a business degree because it's very solid you know and you can go into a lot of things out of business because at 18 you're too, I think you're still very young to go into the walking world, Kieran. You know, as you know, you, at that age, you still don't have a clue. What, look, I'm 35 and I still don't have a clue what I want to do. You know? So like, you, you need that time just to mature and it's good as well to to meet other people in college. So yeah, that's that's what I did when I left school. That's great advice, Neville, good man. Um, and when, well, you know, at what stage was it a case of, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up some kind of a Facebook group and, and try and make some money out of this? There's a local radio station, Yall in County Cork, called Community Radio Yall. They had a free, free slot on a Sunday evening to do a sports show. So I did a radio show like a half, half hour um, and I called it uh, The Benchwarmers. And then I said, well, let's create a Facebook page for this. Let's create an Instagram account, a Twitter, and we could put up, if you manage to scroll that far back on the Facebook page, take you days, not weeks, and I must to do it, but like I was just putting up stuff about the sports in the local community and y'all and stuff like that. Like it was kind of like a snowball effect. Then people started from further field outside my small town, started liking what was going up, and then outside of Cork City, then outside of Munster, and then it just shut off. And I said, I might be onto something here. And I, I just got involved. I was very lucky. I got involved in. A community thing in the town and just it turned into as I said was a little project and then it went from a hobby a passion and now I'm happy to say a full-time job. What a wonderful story Avalon great inspiration for young people out there who want to do something different and um, you know who's bringing their passion and their uh, I suppose their their occupation together to, to create something and I suppose I, I can guess our listeners are going to be wondering how can you make a salary out of this? You know, a lot of people ask me that, but it's not really that complicated. We come from a generation where we would both run up buying the newspaper, you know, so you go in and pay your two euro and you get the newspaper. Now, the two euro you'd spend and buy the newspaper, the newspapers don't get anything out of that. I think that just goes to the cost of printing it or whatever. How the newspapers made their money was ads on the, on the newspaper. So you'd go on and you'd see a big ad for, if it was the Easter Bank holiday, buy your food in Tesco this weekend, for Christmas, buy your truck in super value, whatever. You used to be all ads as you'd be going around consuming your information on the newspaper. Well, basically, that has now shifted online, you know. So now instead of you going in buying your newspaper to get that information, now you're literally getting it from your online resources. So, like, thankfully, we've had betting companies, we've had 
sports outlets. We've had all different types of people advertising us. And that's how we get our revenue basically. So like, like not to go into the numbers too much, like, but I'll just tell you one quick one, like is that I'm happy we got a big social media following, but we don't really make a whole pile of money off the social media. We actually make the money off the traffic to the website because that's where they come on to view the the articles and the stories. So obviously I, I put up memes and the and the pictures and the funny stuff, whatever. But every now and again I'm trying to drag them back to the website. And on average to give you a number, like we get well, I won't give you just a particular number, we get a, a few million uh people visit the website each month and then we get paid via impressions on the website. Uh we got betting companies, how how many people view their ads and stuff like that. So Effectively, like back in the day, as I said, I'm a court man, the Irish examiner, they would have been able to sell to Tesco and Little and all them that you're going to have so many people viewing your ads each week or month. And I'm literally doing the same thing with my website. I'm able to go, look, this is how many people are coming on. And it's actually, nowadays, the advertisers don't know how spoiled they are because not just do they know how many people are coming on, they, they know... The demographic now, where they're from, what age they are, the whole lot, you know, whereas you might you might have got that some bit back in the day, like you you could have still told who bought the independent examiner times, but you couldn't tell um precisely like you can nowadays. Great stuff, Neville. And is it a one man show or do you have a group of people supporting you? Literally I've been at bench warmers since I left college. Like in college you have a lot of free time and I use that time to I suppose to grow the thing. And um I went to into an incubation hub where there's a lot of startup businesses and all that. And I put together a business plan. And like at that stage, I still didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I knew I was onto something because the following was growing. I, I, I thought I was at the right time, you know, because I could see newspapers were coming to an end. And I said, there might be, there might be something here. There might be a chance. And you never know for definite, you know, you just kind of, sometimes you just go with it. Like, you know, you either have a percent to nothing or you have a percent to something. So I had to get someone on board with me. So the Irish Examiner were my partners for seven years. And now I'm partners with, with Rocket Sports Media. Uh, they're a company in the UK that are part of all different websites. And like, obviously I'm the founder and CEO and all that, but like, but I have an investor and we'd have like monthly, or we'd be, on the, we'd be emailing each other the whole time and have monthly talks and how we're doing, what we can do better. But like, I look after all the content, but there's also a second person now we also employ in Benchwarmers that... So when say now when I'm talking to your lovely self, that he's looking after the the Twitter or the Facebook, and so like we basically just do it together, like you know, because as you know, in in sport, and I would even say when you're in the game I'm in, like we're not just a sports website, we're we're a news website too, because like say when the Queen died now last September, like it's not sport, but it's still news, you know? So, like, you have to be on it the whole time, like, you know? And, like, when the Queen died, I remember there was a lot of footballers putting up stuff about the Queen passing and people wanted to hear that information. So, like, whenever a big event happens, like, like the Queen or World Trade Center or whatever, big stories happen, you just have to be on it constantly. Like, there's no... And as you know, it's instant now. If you put it up 10 minutes later, it's too late, like, you know? So, so to answer your question, there's me and one other guy run the thing 24-7 and then, I ha- and then I'm partners with Rocket Sports Media in the UK. Great stuff, Neville. And I'm thinking, you know, from a content perspective, is it a case of, you know, you're watching a, a sports event and then you're thinking, wow, that that's a good story for tomorrow. Is it as simple as that? Yeah, basically, like, you know, like, um, but I'm I'm not your 
typical sports website, like, you know, like, um, like a lot of people who were like, I suppose that's why some journalists mightn't like me then, like, you know, because uh, they put up like an article, uh, uh, they put up a big two-page review of the match and it's well-written and they have a uh, honours degree in business, or sorry, in English, and uh, and then they are in journalism and all that, whereas I come in then and I might put up, I see a guy running across the page naked, a streaker, and I go, that's going to give me a lot of hits, like, you know? So that's my story, whereas the, I, I wouldn't just put up oh, another goal for Man United or another another point for Cork or Limerick or whatever. So, like, I'm always looking for the big story, the one that will capture readers, you know? And, um, yeah, so the whole time, like, look, I suppose if I'm, to be fair to myself, I suppose I probably do have an eye for those things. Like, you know, I know, like, I'm into sports and I just know that, like, look, I'm just your typical lad, really, like, you know, but I but I, I probably do know what's going to work best, like, you know? And, uh, yeah, so the whole time you're trying to, think it different ways and like like you take the, the topic at the moment I suppose I think we were talking about it last week uh, Kieran is the Ryan Tuberty thing like you know so like that's getting me massive clicks at the moment because I know it's not sports per se but you take D Forbes now at the moment I just did an article just before I was on to you head of RT she was part of she's also a stakeholder in GA Go and the Kerry supporters at the moment are livid because the Kerry all the games Saturday are on GA Go and like, and but you're paying your national, you're paying your your national your TV license and your and your taxes and all that, and you still can't watch. Yeah, as I said, go back to my original point. Like, there's some stuff that are just outside of sports, and you have to make it relate to what you want. Like, you know. So I have so the Tuberty story. I've made that come back to like to connect it to GA Go, and it is connected to GA Go. You know, absolutely, Neville. I'm sure you're doing yourself an injustice there. There's a lot more talent to it than just seeing a, a good headline, you know. You mentioned about uh, some journalists may not like you. Do you ever get any criticism or any negative comments? And if so, how do you deal with that? Because remember, we're a mental health podcast here and I'm sure there's sometimes that, uh, you know, on your journey, the, the whole situation can't be easy. How do you how do you deal with that? Well, I was very lucky, really, to be honest with you. My dad was a big, tough, stubborn Kerry man, you know, so I'd probably be unfair to him there. But my both my parents were made of tough stuff, like, you know, they were. And I've been very lucky, touch wood, that obviously I've had I've had upsets in life and I've had ups and downs, but like I'm I I consider myself mentally strong. And unfortunately, when if you're gonna go on your own and you're gonna set up your own business, you have to be mentally strong because like unfortunately as well, we're 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 a country with grudges too, like, you know, like we have to admit that. Like I remember if you read Ron O'Gara's book. He says that in his book too, like that we're a country begrudger. So people, everyone in Ireland likes to see you do well, but they don't want to see you do too well, you know? So, uh, yeah, like it's, uh, that's why as well, Kieran, like, you know, like I, I was, I met you at GIB in there last week and thankfully I do have a big following and I'm doing well enough, but I don't really put my face on the page or any of that because for me, it's not about Neville O'Donnell. It's about building a brand, you know, like like we saw Colin McLaughlin there now at uh, IBN, you know, Dubai Duty Free. No, sure. Unless you know who he was, you would know that he's Dubai Duty Free, like, you know, so like, so yeah, but you definitely do get your criticism. Like I've had to block people on Twitter and, and some people like, look, he who's out seen cast the first stone, you know, like we all make mistakes. Like, you know, I have made some complete hash of things like, you know, and, um, and like that, but that, and then like and and then then when you get the criticism, I suppose rightly so, 
But at the same time, like with bench warmers in my pages, a lot of people think it's a thing up in Dublin or a thing over in England. It's not like it's just largely it's seventy percent me, and then it's my 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 work colleague then that helps me and stuff like that. So you definitely do get your criticism, and unfortunately nowadays you're you're a lot more open because people can just go, you know yourself, Kieran. People can just go, ask. Neville O'Donnell or Kieran McRain is an asshole, you know, or whatever, like, you know, so, but but that's the world we live in. So, unfortunately, and, and what I've come to realize as well, that I probably slipped up there. When I built up my brands, I probably should have built up my own personal brand as well, because everyone's a brand nowadays, whether you like it or not, you know, and like, you're probably going to get that criticism anyway. So, like, I, I now that I'm 35, before it used to bother me, that's why I think it's very, and look, not to get too deep into it, like, but like, we know that where I'm from in East Cork, right, male suicides is massively high. You know, it's actually one of the highest in Europe. And the reason, I think, is because young people at that age are under a lot more pressure, I even think, nowadays than we were when we were growing up because of social media and all that, like, you know. So I think people should give people a break. But look, now that I'm gone a bit older, you could sting, things can still happen to you and you can still be down the dumps. But thankfully, it's nearly like it's nearly like water off a duck's back to me now nearly at this stage, you know. That's great, uh, Neville, that you, you addressed that and, you know, you brought it into consideration because it, it is very difficult, you know, and young people in today's society, you know, they're up against a lot of things. And and to flip that, there's a lot of opportunity in today's society to go against the grain, to be different, you know, to be the next Neville who's on the and, and when you took that step, you know, you went against the grain and it's something you should be massively proud about. And I think it genuinely, genuinely mean this. It's, it's massively inspirational. Um, for, for the next crop of young people coming along, Neville, what advice would you give them? My auntie used to always say to me, and she was like, I only paid heed to it now, like, you know, but like when I was young, she was always just say to me, you can be anything you want to be, you know, and if there's one book I would read, well, I've read it. I, I, tr- I always try and read an autobiography because I always can say to myself, if a fantasy book or a thriller book is that good, it'll probably come out as a movie eventually. So I'll just go see it, right? But I always like reading autobiographies, you know, different. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's book is an excellent read, you know. When he was growing up in Austria, he came from nothing, absolutely nothing, but he had a clear idea in his head what he wanted to do. And he just went out, like, you can be anything you want to be. It's up to, are you willing to work harder than the other person, you know? But if I give any advice to young people, I, 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 I think that, the aim in life is because I, I've had I, I live I worked in Thailand for one year as an English teacher I did TEFL when I finished college I didn't know what to do and I could have stayed over there for the next 10 or 20 years I had the weather I had a cushy job the whole lot but in my opinion I think what you want in life is fulfillment and I think if you find a job that you like and if I have any advice to young people is that like find a job that you like you know because you're going to be doing it for long enough you know so find your passion and give it a go because look, if you if you fail, it's, it's not the end of the world either. Like I, I someone gave me a talk before and he said, if I have one wish for you lads, it's fail and fail early in life. You know, so don't be afraid afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to work hard either. Like I probably shied away from that when I was a bit younger. You know, but like now that I'm doing what I like, I actually like the work. You know, so don't don't be afraid to put in the work. You know, very well said, Neville. Two excellent points there is don't be afraid to fail and and, and to work hard. You know, now. It can't be as easy as this, though. You know, it can't be as easy as just setting up a social media page and making some money. What challenges are involved in this industry? Oh, there are just massive challenges. Like, you know, I, I thought Levi spoke very well at the, at the IBN thing we were at three weeks ago. Uh, Levi had a fit, fit meals. And, but I, like, 
if you keep thinking of the challenges, you'll never do it like, you know, and especially we're living in Dubai at the moment and there's so much red tape. Now, this might be good advice or bad advice. Levi got kind of given out to when she was saying it, but like, I think sometimes you have to push on with it, like, you know, not worry about the red tape later, like. But what I, what I would say is that you're always going to get competitors, right? Like, it's it's classic Ireland, you know, or anywhere is that, like, when you set up something, someone else comes along and sets, sets up the same thing, like, there's just challenges to overcome, there's competitors. And then I have to worry about Facebook and Instagram and all them. I'm the whole time, sometimes, with some of my posts, trying to push the boundaries, you know? So, like, I have to keep them on side. Like, I've had copyright strikes before, I've had... This post is against community standards, you know. So there's challenges the whole time. But like the guy we were listening to, the guy that was in the army, that he was very interesting. And he said, when you get older, I think you're not as smart as when you were younger or something. But one thing you do get smarter is, is that you're experienced, you know, the knowledge in your head that, and that's even better. Anything in life I've learned, I've learned the hard way. I have a Word document on my laptop and I nearly write down on it. Don't do this again, you know, like, you know, so... I've had stuff before where I made jokes online and just completely backfired, you know, and like, don't be focused on all the challenges and stuff, you know, just just make your way through it as best you can and then just try and overcome as best you can. No, it sure does, Neville, and you can't beat a bit of experiential learning, you know, learning from doing, reflecting and refining and then doing again better. Neville, what's the uh, the daily routine of, uh, of this industry? I mean, uh, you know, you're not getting up at a certain time and clocking in and clocking out. I'm guessing it's it's any hours, all hours, and you've got lots of freedom there in between, maybe? As expensive as Dubai is, I moved out here like a year ago. It actually very much suits my life out here because I'm not a great at getting out of bed. I need my nine hours sleep. And like if I get up at 8, 30, 9 o'clock over here, that's at the moment in the summer, that's like half five, six o'clock. So you're ahead of the news in the morning. So it suits me down to a tee. Like my routine basically is I get up at that time in the morning. I, so I'm ahead of the curve already. I get my news out. I write up a few articles, search the internet, wherever I can, everywhere and anywhere. And then I just get it out onto my platforms to bring people back to the website, whatever, get the engagement up going because we don't have anyone covering night shift lights, so it can be low in the nighttime. I don't really have a schedule per se, but one of the lads that I play rugby with here, he's a teacher. And he said to me, he's going to Thailand for a month. He's going to a training camp with his girlfriend. Like, he can just turn off the laptop for a month, you know, and just not worry about it. Like, that's what she's a great life. He teaches. But, like, if I turned off my laptop for a month, I wouldn't have a job left, like, you know? So, like, my schedule is basically works around news, you know? So, like, God forbid, if Ronaldo, something happened to Ronaldo, if he, if he, something bad happened to him. I'd have to pull out the laptop or phone straight away and be honest. Like, that's my schedule really around news. You know, like I, when I used to be working with Jerry Examiner, there were some great people and I learned a lot of them. But like, not to criticize them either, but like, a lot of times they used to be in there Monday to Friday, nine to five. And I was like, that's like, if you're covering a sports section for exact, for paper, like you've the chance they're going to choose their Wednesday and you've the sports at the weekends. I'm like, this is lunacy, like, you know? So if I tell you my daily routine, I'd get up in the morning, put the laptop straight up in the chest. I'd have a look for whatever. I'd make a few stories. Then I'd go and have my bowl of porridge, apple. Then I'd have a look again. Then I might go to the gym for a bit, go to the pool, whatever. Uh, then I'd come back up again, keep searching the internet. And then that's it, basically. I could just, like everyone, everyone's on their phone nowadays the whole time. So literally, when I'm on my phone, though, I'm, I'm, I suppose I got a good excuse to be on my phone when I'm on it. You know? Fantastic stuff, Neville. And- and just before we go, 
you know, you're, you're on the laptop or your phone constantly. There are lots of statistics out there, you know, proving that it's not good for our mental health. Um, do you ever struggle with anything because you're on, on, on a kind of a platform on a regular basis? Yeah, every each week, like it'll pop up, you spend how much time on your phone this week or your laptop. Uh, I'm lucky enough, I haven't, you know, I, I touch wood. I never really had struggles with mental health. Like everyone's been through the hardships. Like I said, I, I, but my parents are past now. Like, and when my mother passed, like I thought that was tough. Like, you know, so in terms of being on my phone and find it, I, I think you have to put it down every now and again. You can't be on it the whole time. You know, like what, what I love now is I was telling you, I'm going home now tomorrow. We got a big garden in my family home at home. And but I'll go out and I'll do the garden. I'll get stuck into it for three, three or four hours and go, you know, I, I like cleaning, you know, I actually find most unusual for a man, maybe like, you know, but like I find it very meditating, like, you know, so I do think it's very important to put down that phone because like, I think we're getting worse and worse for it. Like, you know, especially young people, like, like I'm friends with lads here because I played a rugby with lads that because I'm not as young as I used to be. I play rugby now with some of lads 10 years, 10 years younger than me. And I see it like they're appalling, like you go out for food with them. And there's no conversation anymore. They're just on their phone for the whole thing. Yeah, I but I do think it's going to even out eventually. Like uh, I, I, like I know that the phones are the best thing we've created, but they're also the worst thing. But I do think it's going to come back around eventually because, and I like I know we might give out about things, but like the phone is the phone is such a great resource too. Like that we can get so much on it nowadays. The, the last thing I'll say is TikTok now is coming along the last few years. I, I don't really have a TikTok. I I I have it like, but I look at it every now and again. That thing, you can go down a rabbit hole and that. I think the algorithm that is too strong. Whenever I do go on to TikTok or anything, I say, I'm going to have to scroll on this for 10 minutes. And that's it, like, you know. So, yeah, you just have to. It's all about balance. You know yourself. Very well said, uh, Neville. Before you go, Neville, tell us, what's 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 next? So, obviously, you've done the jump to, to do something completely different. And, and you took that risk. And, you know, you're a phenomenal entrepreneur and risk taker. But, um what, what's what's the plan next? It's funny you say, like, I, look, to be fair, I suppose I did do well. Like, you know, like fear is a great thing too. Like, you know, like, as I said, I wasn't great academic in school. Look, I think I would have ended up, I would have been all right. Like, you know, but like, it's if you ever heard the, the guy, The Pursuit of Happiness, that guy, the, the film with Will Smith, he was on the Saturday Night Show, I remember, a good few years ago with Brendan O'Connor. And he said, when you're starting one thing, there is no plan B, you know, your plan A. So I was kind of like that when I set up my thing. Fear is a big factor. You see it in... Roy Keane used to always say that when he got on the boat to England or the plane to England, he didn't want to come back, you know, fear. So, like, that that can drive entrepreneurs on more than anything. But what's next to me, Karen, is that it's funny enough, I'm, a, I'm an ideas person, you know, like, I think everyone has to have goals and objectives, you know, whether it's to run an extra 3K next week or whatever. Everyone has to have something to build towards. What I'd like to, I, I'm after getting into paddle now, big time over here, you know, and I. <laughs> I hope someone doesn't rob the idea, but if they do, good luck to them because I can't believe there's been no, no pedal course set up in Ireland. I think there's one or two in Dublin, like, you know, but like, I think, like, I'd love to maybe try and get into that. I'd love to, with bench warmers, I want to keep growing it the whole time. Like I said, we get a few million hits a month to the website, but the whole time I want to increase that number, you know? And like, I always thought one day, it's a great brand, the bench warmers, GA Craft, Ruby Smacks, why not set up a, a sports bar? And then you could, you'd already have the followers, like, you know, it's like I did a bit with McGettigans when I came over here first and, and they were trying to get followers. Well, and, but like, well, I tried to tell them a few things, but, but they're, they're trying to get followers. And I'm like, whereas I already have the following, you know, so you, it's established there and you could turn into a, a sports club. So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Like, what I think I'll hopefully 
push on with something else in 10 years' time. I think you'll, I think you'll see something else. I always thought I'd love to buy even a jet ski. I live beside the sea in York, in in east in east in the southeast of Ireland, and I always thought like I'd love to set up a water sports company there. No, whether we have the weather or not. So, I, I'm an ideas person basically. You certainly are, Neville, and you you, you know, you've coming out with loads of ideas. There. Funny enough, you mentioned paddle tennis. Remember last summer, I contacted my friend who's based in Dublin, and I said, "Oh, I'll bring my paddle tennis racket home for a game." And he said to me, "What's paddle tennis?" <laughs> you know, so you could be onto something there. Um, Neville, that's great. I mean, it's a fascinating story. You're definitely a character. You're full of energy, full of life, full of ideas, and full of inspiration for our listeners. Neville, how can people find you if they want to get in touch? Funny enough, I'm kind of gone, I kind of got into the LinkedIn now a bit more, you know, because I, someone advised me there like a year ago that the algorithm is actually really powerful on LinkedIn. So, like, when you post something, it goes out to everyone. So, you can add me on LinkedIn, Neville. Uh, Neville O'Donoghue just find me so not many people have a first name Neville and then O'Donoghue either is a pure Irish name uh, Kerry and then um, on Instagram it's Neville.O'Donoghue and all that and then obviously you can follow my pages Benchwarmers GA Crack and Rugby Smacks I look I'll get back to you as best I can and um, if if I can help anyone out I'm more than I'm more than happy to help people out and uh, yeah you can get me on social media really so you can get anyone out on, on social media you know Good man, Neville. Look, a fair play to you and I wish you all the best. Thanks so much for giving us uh, your time tonight and um, yeah, we really appreciate it. Take care, Neville. No, oh, thank you, Kieran. Thanks a million for the opportunity to come on because we can always spread the brand out more to your followers. Thanks a million, Kieran. I appreciate that. Thank you.